I was a kid, there was a place. A dark place. They closed it down and let it rot. But the things that lived there... They come back. Not many ride the bus this far north. You're running away from something. <gasps> I'm running away from myself, I guess. You can hear me. You're magic. Like me. I don't know about magic. I always called it the shining. The world is a hungry place. A dangerous place. These people, they hurt people like us. These are the devils. They'll eat what hands. And they've noticed that little girl. Wow. Hi there. Get out of my head! Get out! I haven't felt power like that in so long. They're coming. Where are we going? There's a place. I'm ready. Yes, you run, dear. And then I will find you. And you will scream for years. Come play with us forever and ever. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Lighting Up the Marquee. This is going to be part two to the 2019 catch-up. Um, I don't know if you caught the last episode a couple days ago, but we are back. We are officially back from our hiatus, moving studios, finishing up the last touches, and getting back into the swing of reviews and the show. Um, the last episode we did, we reviewed The Lighthouse, Anima, Jojo Rabbit, and Countdown. Go go check out... So go check out go go <laughs> go go check out that review. Um, it was a fun one. Uh, I also mentioned how we're working with Nick uh, pretty soon. Um, hopefully by the time this episode's out or the next episode's out, uh, that episode with Nick should be recorded um, either on his podcast or my podcast or fuck it, just put it on both. Um, but we are back. I got a lot of movies to catch up on. Uh, if I had a fucking notepad with him on i'd be swinging that shit um got my monster got my water we're ready to go i also don't haven't been drinking monster a lot recently i've been drinking more coffee which is weird i was never really a coffee person but i've been drinking a lot of like iced americanos and shit um it gets me through the day that got me through um when i wasn't doing the podcast i was busy with work doing like the horror nights at universal um so i'd be out till like 4 a.m doing shifts and then have to be back the next day um, that was a big reason also why we weren't doing the podcast was because like I was exhausted all the time and that like I needed sleep and I also needed to focus on scripts. But now that Horror Nights is over, 
Um, I'm getting back into my sleeping schedule, getting back into my eating schedule, getting back into the swing of everything. Uh, even writing scripts. I've been like working on the scripts that I've been putting on hold for a while, which has been bad, but like now getting into the swing of things, it's been good. Um, but today we're reviewing a couple movies, so I don't know how long this one will be because I really don't have a lot to say about um, either of these films or all three of these films, really. Um, oh shit, I forgot to do this on the last episode, too. I forgot to like put up what I was seeing. I looked it up in my little folder, but I didn't put like the IMDb or the Rotten Tomatoes up. Um, it's going to take a little bit <laughs> to get used to how I was running the show. Um, can someone else run my show while I just host it? Um, uh, there, there it is. Um, doing three movies today. I, the last episode I split it up into like four just cause I had that little short, uh, little short film that PT Anderson did with Tom York on Netflix. So that wasn't really a film, but I thought I'd just talk about it a little bit uh, today. And for the next couple parts of this series, it's just going to be three movies and I'm not sure what I'm going to put in the intro for this episode. I might put, um, well, by the time I edit this, you'll know what I put. Um, but I think I know what I'm going to put. I know what I want to put. So y'all, you all will know what it is. Um, today we're reviewing three movies, two Netflix ones and one, uh, theatrical release. And those will be, uh, the King Dolomite is my name and Dr. Sleep. Um, so a couple of these I just checked out because they were on Netflix. Thought I'd give them a shot. And then Dr. Sleep was a movie I've been looking forward to. I read the book the beginning of this year in preparation for the movie. So I got a little bit of talk about, I think a little bit more with that one than these other two. But uh, I want to talk about The King first. Now I watched this movie when it came out. Just to watch it, it was something at home because this was still when Horror Nights was going on. So I thought I'd just watch it while I was, was I well, you know, while I was at home to get could get a movie knocked out, not realizing this movie's two and a half hours long. Um, it's an adaptation, basically, of a lot of Shakespeare works, uh, starring Timothy Chalamet, Joel Edgerton, um, Robert Pattinson. Who else is in this? It's weird that like. They're not the top billed actors on IMDb. Uh, ben Mendelsohn, just some people, Sean Harris. Um, but basically, it's the telling of how a wayward prince and heir to the English throne is crowned King Henry V. After his tyrannical father dies, now the young king must na navigate palace politics, the war his father left behind, and the emotional strings of his past life. Um, so I was interested in checking it out. I heard pretty good things going into it. My boy, Robert Pattinson's in it. Um, and going into this film and leaving the film, I was pretty much the same. Um, I didn't know why this film was made, honestly. Um, I like, I understand why it was made. Someone wanted to tell it. Someone wanted to tell the story, but this is just like an unnecessary film. It doesn't need to exist. Um, it doesn't need to be two and a half hours long. I don't know what they were thinking with that. But it's a very dry movie, and I said like the last episode, the last episode, the lighthouse was a slow burn. This is, I think, supposed to be a slow burn, but like the payoff, it isn't there. It's just a slow burn, and then it ends. Um, I think there's another movie on this list. There is, yeah. There's another movie on this list where it's like, um, 
how like it just ends. Um, and I felt very like not completely satisfied at the end. Um, but this whole movie is just so dry and bland. The whole, all the acting in it's very just like me right now talking, (laughs) just like, I'm going to talk like this the whole movie. I'm not going to express any emotion unless I yell. It's just like that. It's shit like that. It was boring. It felt like a very, like a filler episode of Game of Thrones. Like even like the budget wise, like it was a Netflix movie. I'm even wiping my eyes talking about this film because that's how bored I am <laughs> about this fucking movie. Um, but it's it just feels like a filler episode, honestly. There's not much to it. Um, like, yeah, the production design and the costume designing is cool, but it's nothing like we haven't already seen. Um, it's, it was weird seeing Timothy Chalamet as the lead. I think Nick talked about this on his episode because I think I told him to go watch this movie or i asked if he was gonna watch it for his podcast because i told him it was a netflix movie that came out so he could get another movie for his his show and he was talking about how like it's weird seeing timothy chalamet as like this scrawny like lead when you usually expect to see like a big jack dude in this role which like i was like i was i thought that was funny um but timothy chalamet is like so bland in this film and so like uncharismatic and not like He's the lead of the film, and I am not invested in his character just because of how bored he looks the whole time. Um, so I really don't know what the whole directing was. Everyone looked bored on set. The only time I was ever interested in this whole film was when Robert Pattinson showed up on screen for the first time and was doing this like French accent, I think. I think he was doing a French accent. I don't know what he was doing. But he's at least like being charismatic and like like a character. And then he... I think disappears like near the end of the film. I don't know what happened to his character. I might've dozed off at that point, but I don't know what happened to him. He's in like three scenes. He doesn't come into like an hour and a half in the film, which was a letdown. And then shit happens and the movie's over, but it just feels like it takes forever to get to that point. And by that point, I mean the credits and it's just like, it's just a film that does not need to exist. And I don't know why um, it was so like passionately being promoted. Um, even the fight scenes are just garbage. Like you take the worst fight scenes from Game of Thrones and like make it, it basically looks like a home movie someone made like behind the scenes of Game of Thrones. That's how bad it was. Um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's not really much to say about this film. It's very, very one note, very static, not not uh, dynamic at all with any of the characters. Like, there's an arc, I guess, but I think what I also read about this film is there's a lot of other works of Shakespeare all combined into it. Um, so it's not just one story. And when you do that and you cram it into a two-and-a-half-hour runtime, it's, it's not... Uh, not good. And I don't know why critics are giving it a good score. Like on Rotten Tomatoes, it says, while the king is sometimes less than the sum of its impressive parts, strong source material, and, and gripping performances make this a period drama worth hailing. It's like, no, it's not. There's way better adaptations of Shakespeare than this. And I'm sure like someone's going to critique me about how it's a good adaptation, but I, I don't care because it, to me it wasn't. And... I'm sticking with it. It was too long of a movie, did not need to exist. And the only good actor, in the, at least in this film, was Robert Pattinson, and he's not in it a lot. And that's not saying the other actors in this movie are bad. They're good actors, but like in this one, they were just like, 
I don't know what the fuck happened. Um, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes are giving this like a seven out of ten. I'd honestly give this like a like a four out of ten. It's 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 just not that good. Um, if you need something to watch on Netflix, if you've seen everything else, like check it out. I guess if like you're done with Game of Thrones and you're done with like any other like fantasy medieval like not even fantasy just medieval shit just go watch it but there's way better there's way better stuff out there to check out than the king uh four out of ten for that one the next one i want to move on to is i saw the trailer for this a while ago and i didn't know what to think of it it's called dolomite is my name it's eddie murphy portrays the real life legend rudy ray moore a comedy and rap pioneer who proved naysayers wrong when his hilarious obscene kung fu fighting alter ego dolomite became a 1970s black exploitation phenomenon. Now this movie came out in October and I didn't get the chance to check it out like right away. Um, it was only until um, uh, I was working with a friend and he was saying how like the more he thought about the film, the more he liked it. And I was like, okay, let me give it a chance. And I checked it out and I did not realize that the writers of this film also wrote the film Ed Wood back in the 90s which is also a great like film talking about how um this like b-rated director uh got this like obscure fame um and it was also interesting uh that in this film Eddie Murphy made his comeback. He hasn't been in an R-rated film in a while. He hasn't he hasn't been this good in a while. This film was actually very good. Um, I wouldn't say it's great, but it's definitely got a lot of character to it. It's definitely got a lot of heart put into it. It's very energetic and very fun. Um, I I had a blast watching it. It's very funny at parts and very um, very 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 energetic is probably the best way to put it. Um, it's very funny. And then all the performances are great, especially from Eddie Murphy, who's great in it. But the two main performances I thought were the best were uh, Divine Joy Randolph, who plays Lady Reed. And then, uh, where is he? Wesley Snipes. Wesley Snipes was fucking great in this movie. Um, so all the supporting characters were great. Everyone showed up to play. Um, there's like a difference between this and like a disaster artist film where the disaster artist kind of glorifies um kind of uh glorifies like just the the room itself and like the jokes about like why people laugh at the room not like who the characters of like tommy and greg were uh Do like dolomite actually like shows who he was as a character as well as like the joy of like making the movie because at the very end of this film as well they show a lot of a lot of scenes where or a lot of scenes from his actual movies which was great um and they were showing uh i was trying to think of like how like this movie felt like it had more heart put into it and a lot of like love toward rudy ray more more so than like the movies of dolomite right like the disaster artist felt like more of a love for the room rather than like the story around the making of it um and this film like I said, it's definitely like the same as Ed Wood. Kind of does the same beat points as that film. Um, and both films are great. Um, this one was definitely nice to see Eddie Murphy coming back and doing a great role. Nice to see Wesley Snipes come back and do a good role. Um, yeah, I actually recommend this movie a lot. 
Uh, I agree with like IMDb, and I believe that's what Rotten Tomatoes has it as well. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes has it a lot higher. I give it about like a seven and a half out of ten, seven point five. Um, definitely worth your time if you want a good laugh and get a good like story out of it as well. Dolomite is my name is a very well-made movie that's on Netflix. Uh, go check it out well before you check out The King. Um, I should have watched this one first. I think I think I watched this one right after The King. Um, it was definitely a good pick me up from. <laughs> the king then um yeah just don't go watch that movie go watch dolomite is my name and like the more i thought about dolomite like my friend said is like the more i like like i liked it i don't know if i would necessarily re-watch it anytime soon but if i, if I wanted to watch something like i'd watch this at ed wood maybe it'll be like a nice like double feature um but yeah Definitely worth checking out if you have the time to go check it out. It's on Netflix, so you don't have to run out to the theaters to go see it, but it's definitely worth a watch. Um, and that's Dolomite Is My Name. Um, I think today's going to be a little shorter of an episode because I really don't have a lot to say about all of these films. Uh, the last one I'm going to talk about, another long one, is Doctor Sleep, which was the very much anticipated sequel to The Shining. Um, I was looking forward to this movie a lot. Uh, it's a director I typically like, and then obviously I like Stephen King books, not all of them, but I like, I like his shit. Um, so the Dr. Sleep is years following the events of The Shining, a now adult Dan Torres must protect a young girl with similar powers from a cult known as the True Knot, uh, who prey on children with powers to remain immortal. Now, I remember I was reading Dr. Sleep. And there was a part of the book that I started to lose interest in. I didn't think the book was all that great. Um, but I was hoping the movie might be a little better of an adaptation. I was very interested in seeing how it was a sequel to not only um, the book, The Shining, but it was also a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's uh, 1980 film, which Stephen King is known to hate and doesn't like that adaptation. But it's gonna. this takes place in the same universe. Um and that's pretty big shoes to fill for Mike Flanagan, who's the director, to make a sequel to a Stanley Kubrick film. Very big, very, very, very big shoes to fill. Um, but the same part of the book that I started to lose interest in was the same part of the movie I started to lose interest in. The film itself is all right. I wanted it to be a lot better than it was. I wasn't too crazy on it. Um, there was a lot of dumb moments in it, but a lot of like okay moments. Um, whenever they did like anything with the shining, obviously I liked, I liked that he recreated a lot of the, how the Stanley Kubrick film looked a lot of the overlook hotel, a lot of like the casting and like recreating the scene with Danny on the tricycle. That's all, that's all great. Um, when it came to the Dr. Sleep story itself, it was just not, not that great. And that's not to say like Flanagan did a bad job with it. It's just, I think the source material itself, Dr. Sleep is not the best book. Um, I think I mentioned it on the podcast a while ago how like the true knot are like supposed to be like vampires. Um and it's so fucking weird how they portray them in the movie, how they're like why <laughs> put it best, how they're like crack addicts trying to get the dust out of people's um like the shining out of the little kids. Um but the look of this film, I usually like Flanagan's style, but like it felt very it felt too similar to like to um like Gerald's game or like um, Haunting of Hill House. It just felt like a TV show. It didn't feel like a movie. And when you're coming off of like a sequel to Stanley Kubrick's The Shining, which is very cinematic and very like groundbreaking for like what they did with that film, 
it's just like this movie just comes off as just like a TV film compared to um, The Shining. And it's weird because like I could have, I could have seen Dolomite is my name in theaters over Doctor Sleep. I could have seen Doctor Sleep just being a straight to Netflix movie, which is very weird. And it's weird when you notice movies that like are coming out like these big budget movies, how um, you can start to see which ones probably should have been like straight to Netflix, which is like the new like straight to DVD, which is like I don't even know if it's a, a like a insult to say a movie should be straight to netflix because that's where a lot more people watch it and i feel like a lot more people would have watched this if it got released on netflix because this movie lost a lot of money because it's two and a half hours i think it's the same time as the shining or a little shorter but like the shining at least for me the shining like flies by i've never thought that film was like too long or too short um this one definitely dragged at a lot of parts and i was actually like nodding off a couple times because it was just like the look of it made me tired. The like I I don't even know if he was trying to go for it. Didn't feel like a horror film. Like how The Shining scary. This one was just like trying to do the scares, but it's like not your typical conventional scares, which is good. I don't mind that, but like it was it was it was something. I don't know. The it also definitely didn't feel like um uh a whole like it felt like a mainstream horror film too. There was a lot of like the big musical moment or like the big like music cue moment and like the, the climactic moment at the very end, you got to race to beat it, yada, yada. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie just didn't do it for me. I wasn't too crazy about it, which was unfortunate because I was looking forward to it for a while. Like I said, I'm a fan of Flanagan. I'm a flan of, I'm a flan of, <laughs> I'm a fan of Flanagan. I'm a fan of like all the actors in the film. I'm a fan of Stephen King. The Shining is one of my favorite movies of all time. I just, I don't know what happened with this film. It was, just, it was, I don't even know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like I said, every part with The Shining, I was fine with like, I fucking love The Shining. So I, anything with that, I'm good with. And, like, I even have a Shining button-up shirt that they were selling at Hot Topic. And I was just like, I think it's going to be a little too much if I wear it to the film. And if I'm disappointed with this film, I don't want to be seen wearing it. Um, and that was the case. Fortunately, I was disappointed with Dr. Sleep. Um, I think I read somewhere that, like, because it lost so much money. Um, I don't, And people were getting up in arms about it on Twitter, which was... Like, I get if you're a fan of it. Like, there are people that like this film. Or, like, love it. Um, But it's, like... Because they were talking about how it's one of the biggest box office snubs of all time. And it's, like, not really. Uh, And... um, Oh, here's, like, an article. Like, Doctor Sleep is a good movie until it becomes a Shining sequel. So it's, like... That's probably its fault, where it's, like... It could be a good movie, but because it's like holding on to being a Shining sequel, like people are only going to compare it to The Shining, and I guess I'm doing that, but it's kind of hard not to when it is the it's set in the same universe. It's the sequel to The Shining, like, and if the first movie's superior, like your sequel's going to lackluster. But I don't think my opinion matters as much as Tarantino's, who called Doctor Sleep and Doctor Sleep one of his top three favorite movies of all time, or not all time of 2019. Sorry. But again, he also <laughs> said Crawl was one of his favorite movies of 2019, and I did not like that movie either. But uh, 
they spoke with Tarantino and his top films of 2019 are The Irishman, Crawl, and Doctor Sleep. And one of those is a good movie. I don't know. Tarantino's got some weird choices sometimes too. But yeah, like it's giving it a 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb. I would honestly give this like a like a 6 out of 10. Like I don't want to give it a 5 cuz that seems too negative, but like 6, it's fine. Like if you like The Shining, go, go check it out if you're curious, but like don't set your hopes too high is what I'm trying to say cuz I think my hopes might have been a little too high for this film. And that might have been the downfall of the film. Um so unfortunately, wasn't too crazy about that. Um, but yeah, those are the reviews for today. Um, like I said, in the last part, we're going to get back to current events and current events and, um, uh, what else questions? <laughs> How does my show run? Uh, we're going to get back to those very soon. Once I get through these, the 2019 catch up, um, and I believe I'm going to actually get Braden to work on these four. I had to get the last one out quickly just cause I needed to get an episode out. Um, but yeah, we're going to get back to everything. We're all, we're going to get back the show on its normal like schedule. And hopefully by the time either this episode's out or the next episode or even fucking part four, I don't even know. Me and Nick will have worked on our collaboration episode, which I'm again, very excited about that one. Very excited for you all to listen to that. I believe it'll either be on his episode or his show or my show or again, fuck it, put them on both. I don't know. Well, me and him are working that out right now. But until then, you can catch up on the show on Facebook and Instagram. That's where you can catch up with all of the news and where we post updates about the show. Uh, you can listen to us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or Stitcher. Um, you can also email us at lightupthemarquee at gmail.com. Uh, and then once again, everyone, thank you all for being patient with the podcast. Glad to be doing this. Glad to be uh, back at it, doing these reviews for you. Um, been having a lot of fun watching these films. And I've been actually waiting to talk about. Uh, I actually couldn't wait to talk about a lot of these films with you. Even though I don't have a lot to say about some of these movies. But there are some movies where there was a lot I wanted to say about them. Uh, like I said in the last episode, planning on getting guests back on. Like I said, Nick, Nick and I are working. I want to get Brendan back on, Haley back on. Got a couple new guests I'm trying to get on the show. Uh, Very exciting stuff in the works for uh, the show. Uh, So thank you all for listening. Uh, Hope you all continue to stay listening. Let's grow this podcast even more. Let's get our audience back. Uh, Hopefully I retained you all. Uh, But, you know, until next time, I'm your host, Tim Martin, and this has been Lighting Up the Marquee.